Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. So Ma, the big news this week was Ayanna Presley. You heard about it? Yes. Um, she has alopecia. And oh, so it's, yeah. Yeah, and it got so bad she decided to shave her whole head off. Which I think I she was, I didn't I didn't think she had to shave it. I think it just came off. No, she said she shaved it because in the video she did a video and she said that it hasn't gotten um it hasn't she said she's in the beginning stages. Right? So apparently it got it got too bad to continue wearing braids, but not bad enough where she really, where she was fully bald. She's not fully bald, but now she's bald because she shaved her head. Um, but I think even with her head shave, she reminds me of the the Dora Milaje from uh, Black Panther. Did you watch that that movie yet? Why are you so late? <laughs> no, uh, we get into that, but 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 back to her. <laughs> She's such a gorgeous-looking woman, though. Yeah, she is. Some she looks very different. Meant, she looks very different people, than when she had her braids, though. Some people never meant to have hair, because hair made them look ugly. She looked... I think she looks... Um, you know, bef- she looked softer with the braids. I don't know if it's the red lip, but when I Googled her and her, her old picture with her signature Senegalese twist... She had the picture, she had like a, almost like either no lipstick or pink lipstick. And then she's bald now with these red lips. And so it's a fiercer look. It's definitely like the Wakandan warriors from Black Panther, <laughs> which is but her new brand. She could soften that look a little though, because <laughs> even with bald, when you, when you wear just a little makeup, you look very natural, you know? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. But back to her braids, um, and I think as a professional, I just say this because I know this for sure. Yeah. A lot of times we are the one who speed up the alpegia by doing things to her hair. Mm-hmm. And as a professional for 42 years, I know that for sure. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of styles that comes out and we get into it, we are the one who kills our own hair. We cannot bra- um, blame illness on it okay so we might have uh alpegia because uh, i want to tell you something when we get older as women we do lose our hair mm-hmm. especially up, but we are speeding it up i not only know this because i've been doing this for 42 years and i've seen it yeah okay yeah i mean the I- the braids she was wearing it reminds me of brandy how they said that she's but we knew that her hairline at least was receding because of the braids, the tightness. And the, the I love the video that she did. It didn't seem like she was necessarily um, blaming the style, but she, she talked a lot about the fact that she identified with it and it became her brand. And I understand that because I remember when I was wanted to cut my locks, right? Um, there was a huge discussion with my husband about how my locks is my brand and I'll be, you know, hurting my business if I cut my locks. And I'm like, listen, I really don't care because I need to be truthful to myself. 
And the locks, I was done with that. I was done with that phase. And I, I feel so much freedom. I felt so much freedom when I, when I cut my hair. And um, now that it's getting longer, it's more, you know, there's more stuff you have to do. But, um, you know, you know, Sam, I appreciate yeah. you because you're a strong human being. Thank because you. Because I think things and you practice the things that I even think of. <laughs> There's such a beautiful soul within someone. You can't braid that soul. You can't comb that soul. You can That soul is not being disturbed. So there is something deeper than your hair. Your hair does not define you. And I always say that. Always yeah. tell people that. Like for 42 years, all I did for my job is vanity. Mm-hmm. You can't get up one day and everything is on the pillow. But when you lose your hair, you only lose a part of your look. And sometimes you, you lose that and you, you look be- more beautiful. People appreciate you because what? There's a beautiful soul inside of you that's still going to go on. Mm. It's not dead. Right. So, you know, I, I don't think it's such a big deal, honestly. And it's, I'm coming from a hairdresser, people go, wow. But I don't think it's such a big deal. It's a, it's only, she has, she has, um, received good messages from women who have dealt with alopecia or have gone bald or going bald or whatever. And it's because of this thing we always talk about. It's the love of self and being used to yourself, looking at yourself and loving you for for what you look like, who you are, how you show up in the world. And I appreciate her for like continuing that message and taking it exactly. to, to this group. But yeah. what I what I would like <clears throat> and maybe we're not there yet as a society. Maybe it's it's steps where it's like okay, you go bald. And then, you know, Alicia Keys on the other hand, she's having the no makeup conversation, which she was shocked that was even a big deal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, so it's like, okay, we can lose the hair, we can lose the makeup. And what are you left with? Yourself. And you come to love that person just by looking at that person every day, every day and getting to know that person. And we never come into this world with hair. Some of us never come in with hair and we never come in with lipstick either. We never come in with makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, so you talked about the braids. That's, you know, Ayana's deal, how she ended up there. Then there's hair dyes, which cause alopecia as well. And Jada Pinkett Smith already talked about that on Red Table Talk, but that's how she's been losing her hair. But apparently it hasn't stopped her from dyeing her hair blonde. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. I guess that's, that's her signature look. <laughs> that subject I must, I must stress on as a professional. And I think we went through this before, but I'm going to do it briefly because we, we don't have much time on this. Um, but dyes, anything that you use with peroxide, whether it's dye, relaxer, perm, whether it's the straight perm or the curly perm, the body wave or whatever, anything that has peroxide, it's very bad for your hair. I am a hairdresser and I will let the customer know that before I even do it. But I don't do dye in, in my business. I don't mm-hmm. use dye because what the, what the dye does is affect my eyes when I use it. So I refuse to use it on anybody's hair. Because when you pour the thing down on the hair, you're over it and everything coming up into your nostril and into your eyes. 
So the effect is just as bad with you as to the next person. Mm-hmm. But yes, the dye goes right into the pores, and that's bad. And people do get cancer from it, too. Yeah. I remember this one woman that came into your shop and her hair was, I don't know how many different colors and she wanted a color and you refused to put the color in her hair. You remember that woman? It was a oh, young man. woman. Oh, <laughs> her hair was like blue, green, and yellow all at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a few of them. And I tell them, you go someplace else, let them do what they have to do. And I'll care for the hair. But it's psychology because I know if I tell them that, mm-hmm that they go on and come and I'll care for it. It means that for them to come back for me to care, that means they're losing the hair from that, from that um, color. Yeah. But it's psychology. I use on them sometimes and it works. Yeah. Why would you want to do something to your, your, yourself if you're going to lose your hair? Right. Uh, eventually, eventually we lose it with alopecia anyhow. So why we have to boost it, you know? Well, from what I've, from my understanding, from my studies, is that you're talking about like menopause and that it's due to the hormonal changes and the hair actually comes back after six months. Um, with menopause, most people don't lose their hair. But I'm saying like when people get older, um, your hair texture changes, the hair follicle changes. The studies show that, you know, mm-hmm. which it does happen. Like when you get older, your your, your skin becomes thinner, softer. Everything changes when you get older. Nothing remains the same. Once a month, twice a <laughs> tell you become soft like a baby again. Yeah. So, you know, you'll still have a little hair on your head and you'll have healthy hair if you take care of it while you're young. Yeah, because grandma yeah. had nice, healthy hair, which is surprising exactly. too because diabetics, that's, that's also a cause of alopecia if you have diabetes. And she never lose, she never, her hair never mm-hmm. thin out. Her hair was still very thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when she got proper hair care also, you know, and I never put nothing straight. Grandma never wear extension braids, never in her entire life. And she never wore a weave. She never wear anything on her head that would create any pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. She braided her own hair. I can't, yeah, I can't braid it. And I like, I like that Ayana mentioned that because I feel like she's taking some responsibility. When she mentioned that, she put in the Senegalese twist um, and she had it down to her waist. too long. Long, yeah. The weight, the weight. And I always, always say that to people, whether it's twist or weave, they come by the pound. If you, if your natural hair is only two ounces or three ounces or four ounces, what are you doing with four pounds of hair on your head? <laughs> it's going to create a problem. It's going to pull too much on your, the roots of your hair. Yeah. So when you remove the braids, the, the roots come out with it also. Yeah. Trust me, Sam, I went into deep studies where those things are concerned and I know, I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so in terms of like the things other than caring for your hair, which is like the ultimate, right? Um, That's part of self-care. There's also other causes for alopecia. Like we talked about Mm -hmm. hormonal for men. Men deal with alopecia too, and it's hereditary. Um, So there's that. (laughs) can Um, can Can I say something quickly about the men? Yeah. Don't think that all men that you say bald, they bald because of alopecia. 75% of men shave their head because they don't want nobody to know they're going gray. 
Sorry, man, I don't need to brush your heart, but that's the fact. <laughs> so they don't, they have, they're dealing with vanity issues too. More than women. That's they will not let their, their, their scalp will be different color, like brown, black, whatever, but it won't be white. Because they will not let their hair go gray. So hmm. they shave it. Interesting, because back and in the, the day, ones them, the ones them, the ones them that still have a little hair that don't shave, they color it. <laughs> Interesting, because back in the day, that was like a distinguished look for men to have gray hair, and okay. but I guess I that's want, not in trend anymore. I don't want to mash them too hard, but remember now, some that I am now in a barbershop for the past five years. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it all. Not to make the woman feel better, but woman, I still big you up for holding on to your hair, whether it's gray or... Yes, because gray hair is beautiful. Beautiful. Have you seen my sisters lately? Yes. Okay. It's gorgeous. Especially there's this, I forget, there's a product that you use on women with gray hair that is it's in a purple bottle. But Shimmer light. Shimmer, shimmer yeah. light. I don't know what's in it, but anybody that comes to you with gray hair and you use that, their hair just shine and bounce when they leave, and it just looks really you nice. Also, you can also put it in your white clothes, you know? <laughs> really? Make your white clothes look beautiful. Just a little tip of it. <laughs> so some other causes of alopecia, uh, poor circulation, pharmaceutical uh -huh. drugs, um, anesthesia. So if you're going under surgery, which is why surgery, I mean, I, I mean, of course, we're talking about vanity here, but surgery is right. not optimal, right? So if you can avoid it, let's try to avoid it. The stress can cause it as well because stress, oh, stress is the major problem of it, though. Yeah, because stress depletes yeah. B vitamins. So right. nutritional deficiencies, um, obesity can cause it, thyroid disease, particularly hypothyroidism, which I feel like right. we talked about that on the podcast last. I've come across a lot of people with that, yes. Mm -hmm. um, iron deficiency, and ultimately a poor diet. Diet, exactly. Because um, uh, if, if iron deficiency can cause it, it simply mm -hmm. means that if you go into that stage where your iron is low, that means you have a, you're having a poor diet. Because really, you're supposed to get chest, uh, tested to see how your, your, uh, the nutrition in your body is. And I don't know if you know about that. Testing. The testing. Yeah, you, you can do the you, testing. You get your blood test to see if you're having the, you know? Mm-hmm. So people that um, people that are low in iron, like I know some people get very very cold, and I'll say, "Why are you so cold?" They say they they low in iron. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend it to them beet, and beet is also good for the hair. Mm -hmm. You drink the beet juice, or you can even rinse your hair with it sometime if you want to. Oh. but I'll drink I'll drink it. You rinse your hair with beets, and you it don't turn it, red. You you can oh no, but I mean if you have dark color hair, the beat is good for dark color hair. Oh. Yeah. Wow, didn't know that. Would not have oh, yeah, thought to can. rinse my hair with beets. 
Anything you can eat, Sam, that is nutritional, nutritional for your body, you can put it on your hair. And your that makes sense. I've seen avocado yeah. treatments for the hair. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Lemon. You can also do lemon. You know, lemon rinse. Mm-hmm. If your hair, if your hair is too greasy, you can use lemon juice in there to remove the grease. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so everything is you know. Yeah, so if it's good, it's good for you. Good for you going your stomach. It's good for go over your body. Yeah. So ultimately, if you are dealing with alopecia and you feel like the source of it is coming from a nutritional deficiency or diabetes, thyroid disease, any one of these things that we listed today, just jump on a call with me to address it. If you want a healthy hair and healthy body, let's work together to get you healthy in 2020. There's a link in the show notes so you can schedule a 15-minute call with me. I met a great friend, Jana, with mm-hmm. Raw Christian Living. She does these um, raw vegan retreats specifically for people of the Christian faith, which I think is very interesting. Very interesting. I've never seen anything like that before, especially where I feel like we're living in a time where a lot of people are afraid to say that they are a follower of Christ, they are a Christian, they believe in God, you know, just to be free in where you stand spiritually doesn't, should not make other people offended. Uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, it should. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when I come out, I'm black and I'm proud. Doesn't mean that you should feel bad because you're not black. It just means that I'm proud that I am black. You know what I'm saying? And if you're white, you should be proud that you're white. Yeah, and, find, and find black, pride in who you are. You get offended by that either. Yes, yes. And if you're Chinese, you should be proud that you're Chinese. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I sat down with Jana and we talked. Her story is really interesting because she used to be an engineer and got the calling to leave engineering and go into seminary. And from that, she had a whole health journey that led her here. And I just love her story. I hope you guys love it too. And I really felt like a kindred spirit in her because I see how Christ is working through her, just as how Christ works through me. And I, it's something that's hard to explain. It's like something you experience. Like I was led to write this book, even though some people in the family was like, who are you to write a book? And in that because process, your, name, your name is not on the same journey. We're not. Time. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, and um, and the Bible talks about that too. We were just talking about Caleb, right? Caleb had to walk his own walk. You know, he couldn't listen to those other people. Um, and in that process of writing the I book, I just wish the podcast was strong longer today because. <laughs> then we could talk about Joseph and his dreams, you know, but it's okay. We leave it for another time. Next week. Remember it. Remember it. <laughs> but um, yeah, in writing my book, I had really a huge emotional experience, but also a spiritual experience. And it's led me down a path where God has put me in connection with these different people, different groups. And I had a mission was placed in my heart. And at first I was scared. I didn't understand how it was going to work. Probably kind of like the story of, of um, 
Noah and Moses, where God is calling on them to do a big thing. And it's like, how are you going to, this is just, this is a crazy idea. (laughs) This is too big for me, you know, but God works it out. God has, has a plan in place and you are part of that plan. And all you have to do is listen to the call and keep walking and you know, it becomes clear. And it's, it's funny how we were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. One of his quotes is about taking the first step, even though you don't see the entire staircase, you know, you just keep taking that step. And so anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this interview uh, with Jonna. Thank you so much for joining us on the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast, Jonah. I love your story. You have such an interesting background and how you came into this. So I just, I want to actually go through your journey in more detail. Like, how did you get into veganism and raw foods? Well, it is, it's a beautiful journey. Um, It's kind of a long story, but. Let's uh, just jump into it. So um, with first, I started out with veganism. And then after a few years, I went raw. Um, but with veganism, um, it was not on my radar at all. And then my last year of my undergrad in college, I had a friend who had gone vegetarian, mostly because of like antibiotics and stuff that's injected um, into the meat. And she was just really like health conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like percolating in my mind of like, hmm, what am I putting into my body? Maybe this is something to consider. Um, And then out of college, I got a job um, as an engineer and I was working with a lot of people from India, a lot of people that were Hindu, vegetarian. Um, And I started thinking more about my witness as a Christian and there's a scripture about like, you know, you don't want to cause your brother to stumble. And I was thinking, like, is what I'm eating um, causing a barrier for people to the gospel? And I started reading the Bible more um, on the topic of of diet and uh, of the situation. And um, so, and I, I read through Genesis, and I found um, Genesis one twenty nine, where God said, "I give you all the green green plants." of the earth and every tree that bears fruit with seed in it, these shall be yours for food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just really awakened to this possibility that like, you know, God, God had this ideal for us. And as much as possible, like, should we not be living into that now? And then also thinking about like the heavenly banquet that um, is like foretold in scripture that like, this is going to be like the most epic feast and there's not going to be any death in heaven. And so if, if God's ideal for us back in Genesis and the like heavenly feast that we have to look forward to is not going to have any death, is not going to have any, has any animal product. Um, and then we pray like thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying for that heavenly reality to come. Should we not also be living into it as much as possible now? Mm-hmm. And so that was like percolating in my mind as well. And then for my job, um, I had to go to a doctor's appointment to get a vital number screening. And I found out I had high cholesterol. 
mm-hmm. which it runs in my family. And, but it shocked me because I was so young. I had exercised regularly, like ate what I thought was pretty healthy. Um, and so I was like, whoa, I, I, I need to do something about this. Um, so it doesn't get worse, you know? And, and then I mentioned to a friend that I was considering going vegan. And interestingly enough, he was, he was not vegan, but he told me about this documentary called Forks Over Knives. And he mm. was like, I think you should watch that if you're considering going vegan. And I watched it and it was like, everything just made sense. And it was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I, I found out that like, um, on a vegan diet, you're not ingesting any cholesterol. The only cholesterol in our diets is from animal animal products, and it's totally unnecessary. And when we ingest that, that's when our cholesterol gets out of balance. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was like the last straw for me. And then um, that was four years ago in November. I watched that, and then I decided for. Um, the following year, my, my new year's resolution was going to be, I was going to go vegan and it was going to be a one year commitment. And then I would decide after that, if I, how I felt and if I wanted to stay with it. And, uh, so then I, I, I stayed with it. And, uh, and then a year and a half ago I went raw, which also was not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I was volunteering at a fruit festival in New York just because it was a, a vegan festival. Um, it was a good like mission opportunity and a way to connect with, uh, with people and also like a beautiful experience. And so I, so I went up to New York for that. And those two weeks that I was volunteering, I was eating all raw. It was a raw vegan uh, festival and like even the, the volunteering and stuff was all eating raw. So, um, after those two weeks and I had never been intentionally raw before, like not even for a day. Mm -hmm. Um, but after those two weeks, I just felt so amazing, so energized. Um, and I have learned so much from listening to really, um, well-read, uh, presenters who had been on this lifestyle for years and years. And so I, I, after those two weeks, I decided to commit to it for a year. It's kind of the pattern in my life. I'm like, okay, I really want to do this, commit to it for a year. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I uh, end up sticking with it if I love it, which was the case for being raw as well. So um, b- before you went to the raw festival, though, you knew you were going to just eat raw for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I had like mentally prepared myself for eating raw for the festival. Okay. Um, but I was like, you know, it's just a, a short amount of time. I, I can do it. It would be a fun experiment on myself, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because that's a pretty big commitment. So like, yeah, you must have been really, really looking forward to connecting to other like-minded people and yeah. being of service. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a that. real like mission mentality. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like with any with any kind of uh mission outreach, it's like you you enter into the cultural context of the people that you're going to serve and and mm-hmm. shine this light with. 
And uh, so I, I was more than willing to do that. Plus, it like it's healthy. It seemed healthy, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective that I've never yeah. heard of before. I personally haven't done mission work, um, yeah. but the way you just outlined it, that that makes complete sense. Yeah, because it's like following the example of Jesus, who mm-hmm. was incarnational and entered into our culture and our reality and coming into human form. And and so when we are being Jesus, being his body in the world, um, we empathize with others and enter into their reality so that they can can encounter Jesus in their reality, in their cultural space. So. Mm-hmm. So you've been eating this way for five years, you said? I have been raw for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I've been vegan for four years. For four. Okay. Yeah. And so what do you attribute to being able to maintain this lifestyle for, Um, for this long? I think a lot of it has to do with my why Mm -hmm. and like, reminding myself why I am doing this and it's it's helpful to like look back on my experience and and see like all of the benefits so like um even just in my first month of being raw I balanced out my hormones enough that I got my period back after I had, I had lost it for several months when I mm-hmm. um, got off hormonal acne treatment mm. um and I and my cleared up a lot and it has cleared up even more since then um and just like the energy just like felt amazing mm-hmm. um, and then also I think doing doing the plant-based lifestyle in a healthy manner in which all my needs are met like getting all all of my nutrients getting um, enough calories and everything helps to uh to maintain this lifestyle long term, um, and I'll be honest, like for a while, like after I had been vegan for a year and I went in for a checkup, I found out that I had some deficiencies because I wasn't taking any, I wasn't taking any supplements, mm-hmm. um, and also I wasn't doing veganism in the healthiest manner. I didn't know, um, I wasn't eating salad. I I wasn't eating that much fruit. Um, and I, yeah, there was a lot that I had to learn. Um, yeah. And like eating whole foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, um, with like going back to like my why and like, um, reminding myself of my why is like glorifying God, caring for my body as a temple, um, caring for animals and for the planet. Mm-hmm. And, um, also like just like with the spiritual life um when you know we fuel our brains with um like the scripture says like think of um the things above you know keep our minds on heavenly things mm-hmm. um when we fuel our brains with uh with certain things it it affects our hearts and who we are mm-hmm. and so like when we fill our minds with scripture with worship music and have conversations that are glorifying to God, it fortifies us and edifies us um, against the enemy and keeps us on the right path. And the same is true for the vegan lifestyle and raw vegan lifestyle. When we when we watch documentaries, like I I'm 
constantly, like consistently watching new documentaries. Um, I watched uh, Game Changers back in September with my boyfriend, and then he went vegan after that. Um, and and most recently, I watched Dominion, which, oh man, heartbreaker. Um, but yeah, we, when we remind ourselves of like the reasons to be vegan, and and we maintain like friendships with people that are on the same path um, and s- making similar lifestyle choices. And we watch raw vegan YouTube channels. And um, like I, I read like the latest scientific nutrition research and it, it all like helps to keep me on this narrow path, you know, mm-hmm. firms in my, in my heart, what I'm putting into my mind. So do you ever have cravings to eat junk food? I'll be honest, like I do sometimes, but um, over the years, I've really <laughs> developed uh, a lot of self-control and like, I don't, I don't say that pridefully. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say it actually really humbly because, uh, because I needed to develop a lot of self-control. I had a lot of uh, addiction and it is by the grace of God that like he has worked a lot on my heart and like pushed me through that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I do still deal with some cravings from time to time. And so like my boyfriend was recently visiting me here in Hawaii and uh, he, he eats cooked vegan food. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, a couple of times, like we were out at restaurants um, or like one time he made a, a vegan like taco bowl and like offered for me to try it and I'll be honest like I took a bite of it you know Mm -hmm. um and just tried it but then like the little taste is just like enough to satisfy me and and then it usually reminds me that like honestly like I like the the flavor and the vibrancy of like the raw foods Mm -hmm. so um and then yeah like sometimes walking outside restaurants and stuff and smelling like pizza or Chinese food can kind of bring me back to like things I used to eat and and like I'll I'll like salivate like smelling it but um but then I remind myself I go back to my whys you know remind myself of why I choose the path that I'm on and Mm -hmm. I I end up being grateful that I stay committed to to not only my health but my ethics hmm so you have uh, strong resiliency, I would say, mental resiliency, because a lot of people I talk to, they struggle a lot with uh, food addictions. Mm-hmm. And especially when eating raw, 100% raw, just even the craving of having something warm uh-huh. is can be really difficult. So like for you, it's just all you need to do is to remind yourself of, of why you're doing it and you don't, and you don't need to give in to those cravings and stuff. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's a good description of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like I do have grace with myself and Mm -hmm. if, if I'm like, I mean my, my first six months of being fully raw. I was living in Kentucky and then like I, you know, pushed through some winter months of being raw and it can be hard. Like you're cold and you want something warm. 
Um, so what I would do, because um, I, I would listen to my body and listen like to to those desires, but there's a balance between like just giving into the desires of the flesh, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, and like seeking wisdom. Um, and so a lot of times what I would do when I like wanted something warm was I had a little dehydrator and I would get like plantains or bananas or something and just like slice them and put them in the dehydrator and warm them up for an hour or two. And then it was like a nice warm treat Mm -hmm. and it still like had all of the enzymes and stuff that is like the benefits of eating raw. Yeah. That dehydrator comes in handy. (laughs) Does you know I I don't have one right now where I'm mm-hmm. at in Hawaii, but it's something that like long term uh, it's nice to have for sure, yeah. especially if you live somewhere with winter. Yeah, especially to have like warm soups, you can make raw soups and put it in the yeah. dehydrator, and it makes it warm. Um, so oh, that's another I never thought of that. Yeah, that's another another trick. <laughs> um, so of, yeah. Um, you can make like warm soups just by leaving it in the blender long enough. Mm-hmm. It'll warm it up too. There's that adding cayenne, some of the warming spices. Mm. Cayenne in particular, mm. I feel like compared to the other warming spices, that one makes me the warmest <laughs> where I have to like peel off clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like you start sweating and, like, and your tongue's yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah. Even just a little pinch, you'll feel it yeah. where like, you know, um, like you, all over your body, there's just warmth. Um, so yeah. So if anyone is listening and interested, there's the raw vegan challenge. You can sign up. It's free. And there's an email on that. One of those days is specifically about what herbs to use um, if you're eating raw foods in the winter and you want something warm to kind of mm. help get you over. But that dehydrator, I love that tip because we don't really talk about the using the dehydrator too much on the podcast mm-hmm. because me personally, I don't use it. I uh-huh. don't have one. Um, we did have one, but I just, I'm not a fan of the dehydrator personally because the things I've had from it um I just I just don't like you know (laughs) like the raw vegan breads and the raw vegan crackers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they're fun to experiment with in the beginning Mm -hmm. but for Mm -hmm. me personally like I just don't I don't like them so I tend to do the water rich meals Mm -hmm. um that provide the crunch and the water and stuff like that. And thank God I now live in Southern California where it is warm and and, um, I have a heater. So if I need, you know, a little bit more warmth, um, that's, that's what I utilize. But thanks for mentioning that because that is definitely a great tool, um, especially in the beginning if you want to do a lot of the, um, like make some of the things that you're used to, but raw like the raw vegan version yeah like yeah, falafels the are really helpful for that yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you created raw christian living which i love because <laughs> um for so many reasons one i grew up christian um and while i tend to really identify more as spiritual because um you know with with religion, 
people, I feel like people get so tied down into the dogmas of, of routines, religious routines that we lose the essence of Mm. what, what really spirituality is about and what I feel really life is about. Like we're all here because of God and God is, you know, the alpha, the omega, everything. God's infinity. God is everything. Right. And so that's at the core of, of who I am. I I wouldn't even call it a belief because it's a knowing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel it kind of, it pours in, out into this podcast a lot because my mom and I host the podcast and we're both Mm. like my mom is very much involved with the church. Her spirituality Mm. is very strong. Um, and, and you've actually inspired me between you and a, and a series of events that I don't believe were by accident, Mm. but definitely God's hand. I was inspired to go back and read the Bible again from you know, cover to cover, because I've d- I did it as a child a couple times, mm. but now you know I like I want to look at it again um, from this perspective. Now I'm in my 30s. I just turned 33. You know, which I find oh, is a very birthday. thank you. <laughs> that was back in November, but it's mm. it's still a, a a special number. I feel. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I've been Jesus died. Yes. And, and you know what happened to when I woke up on that birthday and it had never happened to me before, but when I woke up that day, I felt different. I felt so different and I react to things differently. Like things that used to be funny are no longer funny. Like my mindset is different. My confidence is different. Like everything is just like different, you know? (laughs) And so I wanted to go back and reread and see what the book says to me now from at from this perspective now after I've already gone through you know 33 years of life um Mm -hmm. a lot has happened and so I love your concept of raw Christian living I just want you to explain like what Mm -hmm. led you to create this what's your goal and mission with this platform yeah thanks for asking and thanks for sharing um your like recent journey um, and I, I, first I want to say that I, I really resonate with what you're saying and I've been frustrated too about how a lot of times religiosity can cause people to be stagnant and not open-minded to change. And I think that is mm-hmm. not, um, God's intention and that wasn't like Jesus's intention with establishing the church. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that perspective of like, I have arrived kind of thing is actually one of the worst things for our spirituality because Mm -hmm. spirituality um, in order to, to be beneficial for us, we have to be constantly growing and, um, and sanctifying, seeking this holiness and growing towards that. And so this perspective of like, I've arrived is just totally contrary to that. Yes. Um, Can we we pause right there just for a second though? Um, The the story of Job Mm. talks all about that, what you're saying, because Job, Mm. Job, you know, when you read the book, I, you know, would encourage everyone to go back and read that book. You think you know the story Mm. until you go back and read it again. 
But like you first, I, I'm getting mad at God because like, why would you mention to Satan Job? But then you find out later that Job has this self-righteousness about him and he just keeps complaining on and on. Why, why is God doing this to me? You know? And then you find out it's because God wants to humble him. And so like when you say what you just said about continuously growing, there's always something new to learn. Don't, don't feel like you've, you've reached or you've, uh, you've accomplished like you're, we're all a child in this all on our journey. And there's always something more to learn, to grow and to really to humble ourselves. And that's what that whole story really is about. Um, so mm. I just wanted to interject oh, with that because it was a yeah. it was a huge awakening for me recently when I when I read it because first I started off so mad at God and then I understood mm. and then it was like oh my gosh this is life we're all Job you know yeah and like and those those horrible things that um, happened to Job in that story like God doesn't cause that it's it's the enemy like all all pain and death and suffering is a result of the fall and it's from the enemy but god allows it according to his perfect plan and and wants to bring us and and change our hearts to be more like how he designed it and bring us to a deeper humility and bring us closer into relationship with him and trust in him mhm yeah cool yeah, like um, with like why I started Raw Christian Living and stuff is actually like aligned with this um, to like really be an avenue for people to grow together in holiness. And because it's it's our spiritual identity is it's really inter interrelated with um, our our body and our soul and our spirit, it's all like our health, you know, yes, ev- mm-hmm. everything is connected. And, uh, so this journey with holiness, um, a lot of what people neglect is the health aspect. And, uh, and so that's a lot of my heartbeat with raw Christian living is to, um, to encourage people on this, this healthy lifestyle um, but also to to unite people, um, especially Christian vegans. And so mm-hmm. I started Raw Christian Living in June of this past year of 2019. Um, and I had this vision for retreats and uh, and starting this retreat ministry that ultimately I'm I'm hoping that the retreats will help to fund a Christian vegan summer camp here on the big island. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's this, uh, this desire to unite like-minded people so that we can be encouraged and empowered for this, not only to, to continue living out this path, but to really be catalyzers for this movement in the world. Um, and to be bridge builders mm-hmm. in our churches and um, and in the world, because a lot of, like you were saying, a lot of a lot of people in the churches get to this stagnant state of religiosity and think that they already know everything that they need to know, and um, and are oftentimes not open to changing their lifestyle. 
Um, and so if we can catalyze this movement of um, eating it, you know, I think raw is, is optimal, but even if we could just get people to go vegan, you know, is, is one step. Um, and so if we, if we catalyze this in the churches and we can also be bridge builders to, um, to bridge the gap with people that are outside of the church to maybe be more open to, to Christ and to, to truth. Mm-hmm. Of, of scripture when it's like people are actually living it out in a way that um, has has brought them to a healthy state in body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. And, and when I think of like 2020 and how everyone's buzzing right now, right? They're on the health and wellness uh, train and they're all shopping at Whole Foods. Whole Foods has been packed. <laughs> since oh. January. We don't like, have a Whole Foods on the island. So <laughs> <laughs> Whole Foods has been crazy. Um, I'm sure the gyms are packed. So everyone's buzzing with this health yeah. and wellness thing for 2020. And I must yeah. say that when I think of glow up, you mm-hmm. glow from the inside, not just um, from the foods that you're eating, but who you're being and how you're showing up in the world. And spirituality is, the, is a yeah. huge anchor in that. Like, yeah. When I think about someone who's out there really um, <clears throat> motivating people and inspiring people, I think about my mom. Mm. She has people looking at her and they're like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, how do you look so good? And mm. yeah, my mom, she eats um, mostly vegan. Um, once in a while, she's doing fish, but mostly vegan. But she glows not just because of the foods that she's eating. Yes, she's healthy for her age. She's doing Mm -hmm. really well. Um, But she has a strong spirituality. Mm -hmm. And she has a great sense of humor because of her faith in God. And she doesn't take life too seriously. She's not stressed out because of her faith in God, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I feel like, like you were saying, um, when it comes to, because you're coming at it too from a spiritual perspective, like right. in the spiritual um, communities, they could be more open to healthy eating. And mm-hmm. from my perspective too, I feel like people who are open already to healthy eating cannot afford to neglect the spiritual aspect. Yes. This is how you really um, do a 360 holistic health rejuvenation. I think you mean a 180. No, I mean a full 360. I mean like you look at your whole holistic health, meaning you're not just looking at this oh, one area right. of your life. You're the looking full spectrum. the full spectrum. Exactly. Happiness, joy, all of that, because you can have all the green juice in the world, all the kale salad and still be miserable. Amen. And (laughs) I know so many people that have that story, uh, people that I've met at these raw vegan festivals and stuff. And, and it's so common to find this perspective that like, Oh, going, going raw is going to like be the answer. And, And basically they view like this lifestyle of, of raw veganism as their salvation. And, and then they're on it for a while and realize that they, you know, wherever you go, there you are. And, mm-hmm. and they still have the same 
issues. Same issues. And, yeah. and then they often get really depressed from that because it's like, well, what I thought was going to be my salvation here uh, is still lacking. And there's, they don't know where to go from that. Right. Right. And so it's, it's so important. Don't neglect it. Like when we, when we talk about health and wellness and nutritional food, right? Like we talked before, there's the foods you eat, but then there's primary foods and and the primary foods are what, you know, feed you on a spiritual and emotional level. And so of course, spirituality is a huge part of that because if it's neglected, the the issues that you could have can still manifest into disease, even with all the healthy foods that you're eating. So um, I'm so happy that you created Raw Christian Living. It's very specific. So for, for, for folks who are anti-Christian, um, they're not going to be interested, obviously, <laughs> which is fine. Um, and there, there were people who were anti-veganism just like, you know, last year and now they're on the vegan train you know what i'm saying um i've i've seen it even in my own family actually which i was really shocked people who i never yeah i was since the last time we talked even like people i never thought like they were like yelling and screaming at me um about you know (laughs) what i was telling them about juicing so that they could sleep better all this stuff and um, now they're on the vegan train, you know, and you wow. just never know. This is how God works. You just show up and you be the example and you wait, you just keep doing it and you wait and, and miracles happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, not only do I, I meet people all the time that I didn't expect would be interested in veganism or raw veganism and they're like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also people are, are coming back to faith who, uh, a lot of them were raised in the church, but some of them weren't even raised in the church, but they're like, you know, seeking this holistic healing, which includes a spiritual aspect and, and doing research and, um, and, and seeing the change that it's made in other people's lives and wanting to try that out. And so honestly, like, I'm really excited to be doing raw Christian living and being a place of, of a sanctuary for people to come and, and see like, what is this lifestyle about? What is Christianity about? Um, and what is like this raw food, like vegan movement about from a holistic perspective? I love that. A, a raw vegan Christian sanctuary. Like where, where is that? <laughs> you know? Sign me up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So tell people where they can find you online. Like what's your website, yeah. your social media, where can they find you? Yeah. So we have rawchristianliving.com and that's where you can find all the information about our upcoming retreats and other offerings. Um, and then we also have Instagram at Raw Christian Living, and we have a Facebook page and a Facebook uh, community group as well. Um, so that's what we've got going on. I would love in the future to actually have an in-person community and like have a big piece of land here in Hawaii and and have an in-person Raw Christian Living community. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, we just have the the retreat. So. Very cool. And you'll be back on the podcast, right? In a few weeks. 
Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yes. I'm looking forward to, to hearing what you have to say and, and the new perspectives. I mean, like there are a lot of gems that you dropped even just within mm. the last 30 minutes um, to kind of orient people to a different way of looking at things mm. um, from this health and wellness perspective. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you've brought into the world with Raw Christian Living. And I look forward to you being on the podcast again. So thank you so much. Thank you. Also, I looked up our, our list of the topics and mm-hmm. um, it's national fasting. Mm. Like February is like national yes. fasting month or something. Because Lent, so, Lent starts. Yes, Lent starts. So I think I'll be talking about um, about fasting and, and my experience with that and also like self-discipline so nice and uh, you mentioned addiction too so I'm hoping you talk about that at some point yeah I would love to I just I want to thank you so much Samantha for having me on this podcast I'm really thrilled um, to have this uh, this connection and friendship with you and also have the opportunity to speak life to people Um, So I really appreciate it and look forward to doing these future podcasts with you. Um, And I just want to say to all those listening, um, like no matter where you're at on your journey with with food or spirituality, um, you're welcome. Like you're welcome here and this podcast, you're welcome in the Raw Christian Living community. and like you're welcome in, in God's family and wherever, wherever we're at, like God is with us. Um, and I was just recalling last night, the, the story of, um, how Jesus, uh, found this woman that was, was caught in adultery and all these men were planning to stone her to death Mm -hmm. and Jesus saves her from that. Um, and sends all the these men away and uh but he doesn't he doesn't say to the woman like you know you're fine keep doing what you're doing he says um go and sin no more and so like jesus accepts us where we're at Mm -hmm. but then he empowers us through through that acceptance um to be our best selves and so no matter where you're at, like, you don't have to have to be stuck there. You can be empowered to become your best self. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.